Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 2020 of Starting to Know Business Podcast with your host, with your friend, Ishu Singh. Okay, uh, same thing. You gotta leave me a review, a five-star review on this podcast if you're learning something from this podcast. This is a way, how are you going to give back? <laughs> so... If you're listening to this podcast for the very first time, starting to know business podcast is going to add value to your learning process. It's going to add value in a sense that if you are learning something about business, this is this is maybe going to give you a deeper level insight or maybe another perspective to look at the things. If you're listening to this podcast for the second, third time, please leave me a review as I said previously. If you want to learn more about me, my businesses, the things that I'm doing, go to issuesing.com. I-S-H-U-S-I-N-G-H.com. Go there, learn more about me. Go to YouTube channel as well. Same name, Issuesing. Go to Instagram. My Basically, my website is a source for all those channels. So you can, if you will land on my website, you can go onto all the social channels and learn more about me. If you want to sponsor this podcast, Go to my website again, leave me a message, and I will try to get back to you as soon as possible. Today, I have someone from my hometown, Brampton. I have Daniel with me. He is a founder of Now Creative Group. Daniel leads creative agency. So basically, he's leading many creative people, like the writers, maybe the graphic designers, the people around the creative community. And he's helping other startups as well in order to start, run, or grow their businesses. He's providing mentoring as well. So he knows a lot about the creatives. He knows a lot about customer persona and how to find the right people and what is most valuable to them. So I asked Daniel whether he can join me on this podcast and he was generous enough to say yes to me. And that's how I have Daniel with me today. Hi, Daniel. Welcome to the pod. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And Daniel, I have already told the audience like who is Daniel, but I want to hear directly from you because it's gonna be it, it's gonna be kind of a direct hit coming from your side. So I want to ask you who is Daniel? All right. So yeah, so I'm a entrepreneur um, from Brampton, Ontario. Um, I've been running a couple of different businesses and organizations over the last uh, 14 years. Uh, my main uh, company is an agency called Now Creative Group, uh, and we focus on uh, branding, marketing, content, uh, social media, things like that. Uh, and my uh, nonprofit organization, uh, which I founded in Brampton as a high school student, uh, is called Access. And uh, we've been around for 14 years now. Awesome, awesome. A great story. And Daniel, so you are an entrepreneur and you do help startups as well, right? That's right. I do uh, I do mentor and uh, work with a lot of entrepreneurs and, and startups. Uh, and I, I do love doing that. I love the passion and energy around the uh, startup space. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure while giving advice to the startups about the growth and marketing, you you must have told them about how to find out their target audience or uh, you might have told them, okay, or you might have asked them who is their target audience. So what kind of answers did you get when you asked this kind of question? 
<laughs> the most common answer is everyone. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people say, "What do you mean?" Uh, who you know? Of course, any anyone can can buy my product, or I'll work with uh, anyone, right? Anyone that's willing to pay. Um, so that that is one of the most common answers for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and and the funniest ones because everybody will buy our product, but the thing is, when it comes to marketing, you have like specific amount of budget. We are not Amazons or Walmart or things like that when we are just starting out. So it makes really difficult to to tackle or to attack or first to find out the people who are going to buy our products, right? There is quite a bit of uh, you know research and experimentation that has to happen, um, you know, from you as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. But then, of course, that's that's prior to launching. And then when you do launch, um, you'll get that feedback from the market to see, you know what people are responding to and what people uh, want to see more of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Dania, who is your target audience for your specific personal brand? So my target audience uh, as a personal brand uh, ends up being uh, a younger demographic who are looking to start their own uh, business or entrepreneurial venture. Uh, and that could include a nonprofit organization or kind of a social good community project. Uh, and then, of course, um, a lot of people also follow me from the industry, a lot of uh, creatives and aspiring creatives as well. Awesome. And Daniel, how were you able to find out your target audience? Like, uh, was that you thought that, OK, this is your age group or the people from this area is going to like your services or what you are doing? So how were you able to find your target audience? Yeah, so. For me, um, because I had the opportunity to do a lot of uh, events, so like mm-hmm. being on panels, um, speaking, networking events, uh, I was able to kind of get instant feedback from people on uh, you know what they're looking for, what they're asking. And then as a result of that, you kind of get to see who's following you and who's engaging with your content. So uh, it, did, it did start uh, organically and it kind of evolved from there. Um, and then more recently, I've, you know, start creating content specifically for that audience uh, mm-hmm. and having that audience in mind. Now, because I do run a couple of different, uh, you know, b- businesses and brands, mm-hmm. um, I, I do, you know, realize that my audience is not extremely, uh, it's not a singular audience that I speak to, right? Mm-hmm. So from a personal branding uh, standpoint, it is constantly adapting and, and I, uh, I do adjust uh, who I'm speaking with uh, and, and how I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. And and Daniel, like, do you advise the use of same methodologies to the startups or the personal brands as well, or do you think that it varies with the type of the brand or the type of the consumers that they are targeting? Yeah, it, it definitely differs. Um, there are quite a few uh, principles that apply from you know a branding standpoint, a messaging standpoint. There's some principles that apply across the board for sure, right? And when you're defining your target audience, um, you each of those people, whether they're an entrepreneur, a startup, a company, a charity, you want to ensure you're creating the right content for the right people, right? Um, and so, you know, one of the ways to do that is obviously to try to understand their needs. Mm-hmm. What are they actually, what are they looking for, right? What uh, is your target audience actually actively searching for? And uh, a lot of times, at first, people just like to share on social media what they're up to, what their company is doing, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not necessarily thinking of the audience's perspective. Um, and so that's usually the, the approach I take, no matter 
which type of organization I'm working with. Mm -hmm. So, so kind of like search for first, like what people are looking for and then yes. try to find them. Okay. Yeah, this is what they are trying to find out. Okay. And this is what I should put out there in terms of content or something like that. Right. As a solution, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you're, you're going to ask yourself, you know, what problems does my company or my organization or my product solve? Right. Mm -hmm. And depending on what that problem, what that problem is that you solve, you're going to be able to work uh, from there on creating content that solves those problems. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And I think the core fundamentals of uh, marketing or strategies like these are, are kind of same for any kind of business, but it varies now when you step up to the game. Okay. You want to now you want to growth hack the system. You want to really grow faster then it becomes really different. But the core fundamentals, I think, I think are same. What do you think about it? Like the core fundamentals also changes with the type of business? Uh, yeah. So the, the fundamentals of, you know, communication style, uh, focusing on your, your mission and your vision and showcasing your values, right? Being mm -hmm. authentic, like that, that definitely uh, applies to, you know, every type of organization, business and personal brand. Mm -hmm. um, where, where it differs is, again, you know, what is that tone of voice, right? How are you saying that? And also important factor too is where is your audience, right? Does your audience spend time uh, just quickly scrolling through Twitter? Does your audience spend a lot of time like diving deep into forums and blog posts? Does your audience spend time sitting at a, at a desktop watching long videos, right? Mm -hmm. What are they, or are podcasts like this, right? What is your, um, what's the method of, um, of consumption of content that your, that your audience actually um, uses. And that's, that's really important to, to think of because you could have an amazing podcast, mm -hmm. but if you're targeting, uh, you know, let's say you're targeting students in high school uh, for your product and, and they don't listen to podcasts. Well, you've just invested a ton of time, money and effort into a podcast that unfortunately uh, your audience may not actually listen to or find. True. hundred percent true. Now we found out the audience. So achieve the first step. Now, is there a way to find out what's most valuable to the audience as well? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no, uh, there's no easy you know, instant solution, but if you're uh, an organization or a business, you can look at what are some of the other uh, kind of peer brands or organizations that your t same target audience is following, right? So if you're, you know, let's just say that you're a service-based business um, and you're, you're offering, you know, let's say uh, web design or consulting, right? Mm -hmm. So your audience may not necessarily be following existing content about consulting or web design, but look at what some of the other brands are and, and, and leaders are posting that they're following because that's going to give you an idea of the type of content that they like to consume. And then what you're going to do is you're going to adapt that format to your expertise uh, and your type of content. Um, and again, it, it's not going to be, you know, a one size fits all mm -hmm. solution, but you really want to want to get a sense. Uh, and of course there's, there's a ton of data uh, online out there about what uh, people uh, in certain industries and in certain sectors uh, do prefer. And, and it's always changing as well. It's another important thing to note to look for very current data. 
Mm-hmm. Daniel, what should be the way to do the business? So if someone came up with a product idea or a service idea, should that person then look for the audience or find out what's most valuable to them? So, and then try to solve those things. So like, I'm asking you like in a way that, okay. Right, right. Yeah. So you got my question, right? Yeah. So, so what you'll, what you'll find is it's actually very difficult to, you know, be a, a be all and end all, you know, solution provider from the beginning, mm-hmm. but some of the, some of the big companies, whether they're direct to consumer brands, or their, their startups or their tech or their apps, they start with one very specific problem or solution that they're providing, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there, they launch a whole suite of services. Um, you know, it's difficult to look at Google as an example, but remember Google started strictly as a search engine. Mm-hmm. Then they slowly evolved to have other features like Gmail and, and apps and they've moved to everything from to like video conferencing. And now of course they do all kinds of unrelated physical things like uh, autonomous vehicles, for example. Yeah, yeah. Right? So what they've, what they've done again, Google is a difficult example because it's one of the biggest companies in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can just see how they started solving a specific problem uh, and they were able to navigate and, and add service offerings uh, from there. I was going to reiterate the fact that if you can really own in on a niche demographic, uh, a lot of people are afraid to go niche, but mm. once you do go niche, you're able to really understand the, the needs of that, of those customers and those customers will share and you'll find that people from their network uh, or in their circles may also find what you're doing valuable and it can kind of expand from there. Right. So mm-hmm. it is good to test out a niche audience because what you can do is you can serve them very, very well. Um, and actually sometimes be more successful doing that than trying to just reach everyone uh, off the gate. Mm-hmm. So it's like a similar kind of concept, like Facebook came up with a lookalike audience, right? So something like that, if you figure yeah. out, okay, one person likes this product, maybe there are other people of same type, like if maybe same demographics, maybe same area, or maybe some other things like that, maybe they will like your products as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and if you look at some examples, even in like physical, like retail stores, right? Mm-hmm. So a, a great Canadian example would be Chapters Indigo, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're a major retailer now, but they started exclusively selling books. Mm-hmm. And what they realized was, okay, our type of customer especially in the, in the case of, uh, of Indigo. The mm-hmm. concept of Indigo was books, music, and more, meaning lifestyle stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they, they got their audience captured at people who love to read books. And then they created their stores around a cafe environment. They, all of them had a Starbucks location inside them, right? And they realized, okay, we can sell them uh, home products now. We can sell them decor products now. We can sell them wellness products now. Mm-hmm. And over the course of, you know, many, many years, they've, they've evolved into a massive retailer, but they, it's all because they're focusing on the, on the book lover. Right? And what else does this book lover or reader do in their life, right? That they mm-hmm. can, that they can work with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's most valuable to your audience, Daniel? I think for, for my audience, uh, a lot of people uh, need help actually defining their brand, right? And I spoke a little bit earlier about becoming more, more niche. Um, so a lot of the content I talk about is, you know, about positioning, about messaging, about personal branding. Um, and, and on the note of personal branding, 
so much of it is about not forcing it, right? Because mm-hmm. um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, it's it's about authenticity, and that's really what actually sells. That's how my own personal brand grew. It because every event I speak at, every meeting I have, I'm not focused on pitching my services or my company, right? Mm-hmm. I'm focused on providing value to those people. And in turn, if those people uh, find something valuable, or if they know someone in their life who would find it valuable, uh, they are usually open to making some kind of introduction or referral. Then after someone found out that this is the one most or maybe one most valuable thing to their audience, okay, what should be the strategy next? Or what should be the strategy there? Start producing content or yeah. do marketing activity, like something like that? Like what should be the strategy? For sure. So one of the things that uh, I, I focus a lot on is content marketing. And I believe that you should have really strong content marketing prior to doing any kind of ads, any kind of paid ads or, or social ads, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, what does content marketing look like and, and, and what are some of those metrics, right? So you're going to want to put together blog posts, downloadable guides, you know, great social media content. It's not so much at that point. It's not so much about the frequency. Mm-hmm. It's more so about testing things and, and seeing what the relevance is. So when, when it does come time to track, Mm-hmm. those content marketing metrics, you're going to obviously look at, you know, search rankings. How have you increased? You're going to look at things like email subscribers, um, email open rates to see mm-hmm. if people are actually reading them, um, social media engagement. So are people commenting, liking, um, or sharing the engagement time? Like how long are people actually spending with your, with your content, uh, website traffic. So are a lot of people only visiting for a few seconds and leaving or they're, they're bouncing or are they, Um, only visiting once or twice or do you have a lot of recurring you know return traffic right Mm -hmm. and then lastly is actual conversions right Mm because if you if you only start uh, tracking conversions you're not going to have any idea of the community you're building or the relevancy that you're building up Um, Mm -hmm. so I think you do need to focus on you know those stats uh, before you get to just straight conversions true and you can give more power to your blog posts with the emails as well. Like if new thing yep. is out, right. Send the email out. And yeah. And what, what you want, what you want to do in that case is you want to make it easy for people to get your content, right. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, you don't want to make it a challenge. Like some people, for example, will, you know, post on, uh, on a certain platform saying that they have a new YouTube video. up. Well, where's the video, right. Mm. Um, Uh, and, and again, if it's someone like me who doesn't spend a lot of time on YouTube myself, if mm-hmm. I'm getting an email newsletter that includes your latest videos, I'm much more likely to actually click on, the, on those videos because I'm, I'm being reminded of them. So again, you're not just going to make everything available to everyone. You're going to see what your audience uh, looks for mm-hmm. and, and what their habits are. And if they do uh, like to watch long form videos, then perfect, mm-hmm. right? You're going to build your, your strategy around that. True, true. And, and Daniel, like what I've noticed so far in, in blogs, like uh, one of the most common form of content is like blogs, oldest medium as well. I won't argue with that. Maybe the videos are the oldest ones, but still the content in terms of SEO since Google came out uh, with, the, with the SEO marketing and those other things. What I've noticed like in blogs, we don't have notifications, right? Like I have not seen those yet. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, like there are push notifications 
extensions available like you will you allow the push notifications when something new will come out or if the if the publisher will push new kind of uh, notification the person will receive but it's not uh, seamless like YouTube notifications right if new video comes out from the channel that you have subscribed to they will send you a notification in a polite way it's not like okay pushy you need to watch the video like once and then second time then the third time it's like, it's like so nice and you don't you don't even realize that okay you're receiving push notifications from YouTube so it's just like okay one small notification even in some cases without sound too it's just like lying mm -hmm. in your like in your notification box and you just have to click and watch the video like and but with the small businesses or with the uh, solopreneurs or the people who are just starting out with the scale you can achieve or you can have any kind of tools available in the market but with when you're just starting out or you are in the middle age still there are um, there are still SaaS tools available in the market but the things are but the thing is like if you are sending someone a notification you have to study that pattern as well like if the people are unsubscribing or yeah unsubscribing from your push notifications after you send them out maybe uh, with the with the sound maybe they are getting disturbed so then start sending the push notifications without this, any kind of sound i think that the these kind of testing mediums also makes a lot of sense and it adds value as well as you just said in the emails it sends some kind of buttons as well so in the email so you don't it's just like this is not going to be like okay my new video is out where is a new video how how can i search that what is what is the title of that video maybe just give a button in the email right yeah i think i think what like kind of what i mentioned uh earlier is that you want to make it easy for people to actually find and engage mm. in your content right and i think one way to do that is you know like you said there's there's notifications um but some people like to like to get things in a in an email digest where mm. you know maybe they're not watching um maybe they're not on youtube every day and mm. they're only on there once a week or something and and you might be putting out videos every day so having some kind of email digest is great mm. um and a lot of times i will see content um some personal brands for example they'll put out their full-length videos on YouTube, and then they'll upload the entire audio as a podcast. And then, again, if I if I miss that, I'm actually able to see those highlights and key insights from the episodes on Instagram, right? Because mm -hmm. they're taking those those one-minute clips and those thirty-second clips, and that then, of course, if that intrigues me uh, and I'm, I find value there, then I head over to the full episode to watch. So it's really important to bring the content to where the people actually are. Awesome. So kind of repurposing the content according to the platform as well. Yes, exactly. And that's, that's, it's funny how, you know, it's a big mistake that a lot of people make if they're, let's just say they're only focusing on YouTube uh, or a podcast. And if they never, you know, you have to really go out of your way to, to share this uh, content. Right. So, People, you have to make it available to people and, and make it uh, accessible to them. True. Daniel, finally, where can we learn more about you and your business? Yeah, so my agency uh, is now creativegroup.com. Um, and uh, from there, we do have a newsletter you can subscribe to. We send out uh, updates uh, once every one to two months. So we're definitely not <laughs> uh, crowding your inbox there mm -hmm. um, because we know that most of our audience are busy people in in business, we have a lot of corporate people on there, for example. 
Uh, and then when it comes to our social media profiles, our username is nowcreates, uh, N-O-W-C-R-E-A-T-E-S uh, across uh, almost all platforms. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, we, we post uh, several times per week on those platforms. Awesome. Awesome, Daniel. So now creates is the channel or is the, is the name for all the channels. So people whosoever is listening to this episode, please go subscribe, watch the content. If, thank you, Daniel, for coming to the pod today. It means a lot. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. And, and thanks for putting out uh, this helpful content for the community. Thank you.